Welcome back, everybody, to El Chisme y Más. My name is Janelle Munoz. And just a heads up, if you guys didn't know, June is going to be in about five days. I cannot believe June 2020 is here. Where has time gone? <laughs> well, if you guys didn't know, in this segment, I have two... Sorry. In this podcast, I have two segments. The first one is El Chisme, where I basically tell you guys things that are happening not only in my life, but around the media. And I give you guys my take on it. The second is going to be my topic of discussion. And this is basically where I just pick a random topic. I talk about it. I give you guys my wisdom, my knowledge and share my truths. All right, guys, here we go. Okay, so for Cheeseman, I recently bought a puzzle. When I purchased this puzzle, I saw that there was 500-piece puzzle and an 1,000-piece puzzle. And I was like, you know, I feel like I'm very smart. Like, I feel I have a lot of time. I'm going to get the 1,000-piece puzzle. <laughs> In my head, I thought, well, 500 piece would be too easy. Like, I need to get this 1,000 piece. So I go home, I pop open the puzzle, and I start working on it. And holy moly, moly roly, it is so hard. Honestly, we didn't even, like, you know how when you work on puzzles, you're supposed to work on the outer edges first? Like, you know, the outer edges Let's just say we spent four or five. It was me and my mom. We spent four or five hours working on this puzzle, like just the edges, you know. We were working on this puzzle for like five hours-ish, and we did not get it accomplished. Like, it's a pretty hard puzzle. (laughs) I guess I should have just started with the 500 piece. So the more of the story is don't underestimate the difficulty of the puzzles, (laughs) puzzles. I don't know. I don't know how long this project is going to take me, but it's fun, especially since we're like still stuck at home here in California. (laughs) But since I got on the topic of quarantining and staying at home, this past weekend was Memorial Day weekend. And let me just say, I am in shock with the amount of stories I saw on Instagram and a Snapchat of people that are out and about, like crowds of people. I'm not judging. People do whatever you like. But it was just surprising to see. Like, I haven't seen that in so long. And I didn't even know, like, bars were going to be open in San Diego. Like, uh, there's a very popular bar here in San Diego that, and the bars, like, in Pacific Beach and for those of you who don't know where uh, Pacific Beach is, it's a town. It's an area. Can you even call Pacific Beach a town? I don't know. <laughs> but I guess more like an area here in San Diego where a lot of youngsters hang out, like in the early 20s, mid, like where youngsters hang out, right? Like in my early 20s, I had some wild nights here. But I won't be talking about that here, no. We're not going to stick to that because <laughs> my mom is a frequent listener now and I don't want her to judge me, I guess. <laughs> it's not like she doesn't know what I do. But anyways, there was this bar 
there's this bar called El Prez. It's super popular here in San Diego um, and especially in Pacific Beach. But it's it's a pretty dope like rooftop bar. And I saw videos of this place of this place being packed. Honestly, I didn't even know. Like I said, I didn't even know bars were open this weekend in San Diego. I thought places still had to be closed. So I was very confused. Like I'm very on the outs, probably too old to know at this point the ins and the outs. So anyways, this place looked packed. So the bar did get shut down for blatant non-compliance. I told my like the about this story and I was like, how did they even open? Like how how did this even happen? And then she said that um, if you have food, some uh, restaurants are able to get away with that and open. So that uh, uh, it was interesting. Also, another thing I saw on social media this week was like this girl that I follow. She was out in Miami and it was like super interesting because I saw the bottle girls in a bikini, you know, holding up the bottles and they were wearing face masks. It, it, it just took me by surprise when I saw that. You know, I don't know. I feel like that's it, it was very like, oh, like it, it it takes you back a little bit. OK, <laughs> so um, I don't think I want to go to the bars or anything this summer. I think it's better uh, for me. I just want to stick to a friend's house or hang out with my family at my house or like my friends at my house. Like, I think that's better for me and probably will continue to do so until the end of the year. I don't know. We'll see. But I just don't have the need to go out. It's also probably because I'm unemployed. <laughs> and I haven't contacted the unemployment office. But more to come on that soon. More to come on that soon. <laughs> I heard churches are going to be opening back up. Or at least they're really pushing for it. And honestly, I don't see why not at this point. I think you could control like how many people are in a church. Like... It could be a first come first serve basis or you could have reservations. I know that sounds different or even weird to say, but honestly, if we could open up restaurants, we should be able to open up churches. Now that I think churches are going to be different, though, like. I can only speak as like a Catholic, but like getting the agua medita, the holy water, you know, it's usually in a fountain down in the middle or like in a bowl and I think that's going to be out. I don't think people are going to put their hands where everybody else's hands have been, you know, so they could put the cross on their forehead. I don't think that's going to happen. Another thing that is going to change is probably the ostia. I don't really know how to say it in English. So let me look it up really quick. <laughs> Okay, it's the sacramental bread. You know the one that you eat, like, representing the body of Christ? <laughs> well, anyways, like, the priest usually gives that to you, like, gets it, puts it in your mouth. I feel like that might be different. It's just going to be, like, church life is going to be very different. 
And that's all I got to say about this quarantine. So I hope we're all doing whatever we feel is comfortable to try and keep safe both physically and mentally. You know, there are a lot of people that are suffering with mental health right now. And during the pandemic, the cases of people um, suffering with mental illness have skyrocketed. The most people that when I was reading about this, um, it's mostly like anxiety and people with depression that have been suffering with um, an increasing in it. And they're saying it's because obviously they like I, I, I could be wrong, but people with anxiety, they worry a lot about the future, you know. And right now, um, I think all of us could say like we've had a certain I'm not going to say anxiety for it, but we had a certain worry, you know, about the fate of not just us, but our loved ones, our uh, physical health, our mental health, our economical health. Like we all had really big scares of that right now. So obviously this is something that um, I mean, it's sad to say, but it, it was in a way like it goes hand in hand, like the pandemic and this and, you know, we went from living complete normalcy to Dang, a pandemic it it literally felt like it was overnight you know everything was shut down so many people lost their jobs according to cnn 2.4 million americans filed first time unemployment last week bringing the total to 38.6 million unemployed since march 38.6 million people are unemployed right now (sighs) that is a really wow uh factor i've been unemployed since march um i try to collect unemployment but getting a hold of unemployment is really difficult my case is very different in the fact that I did most of my employment last year in Nevada, and since I moved, I have to contact Nevada, and I have not been getting a hold of them, and I think I've also just kind of not tried to get a hold of them because I'm so afraid that they're going to be like, nah, you can't get it, and I'm going to be so pissed because I know so many people that are getting, like, getting unemployment, and they're getting it willingly, like, They're choosing not to work. So that's that. But no, I told myself that I'm (laughs) I've been telling myself this for the past three weeks. But no, I really need to get on it. Like I need to get on it. But so if you guys could like DM me what times everybody calls like I just saw in the news this morning that they're planning on hiring. Two thousand more people in unemployment. So I'm hoping that goes through. (laughs) So they could like answer my phone call and not like hang up. Like the call doesn't even go through, honestly. Like I call and it goes beep, beep. And I'm like, dang. <laughs> okay, I'll try again later. <laughs> but back to the mental health. Um, according to Washington Post, nearly half of Americans report that the coronavirus is harming their melting Um, their mental health and according to kaiser family foundation poll a federal emergency hotline for people in emotional distress registered a more than 1000 percent since april compared to the same time as last year 
Last month, roughly 20,000 people texted that hotline run by Substance Abuse and Mental Health Administrations. Online therapy company Talkspace reported 65% jump in clients since February. Text messages and transcribed therapy sessions sessions sorry collected anonymously by the company show coronavirus related anxiety dominating patients concerns there is help out there for anyone who um is struggling with anything mentally like there's a lot of resources uh like just like the ones i mentioned there's a substance abuse hotline as well as a mental health um hotline and do whatever you guys have to do to make you happy and do whatever you guys have to do to keep you sane. Um, some of the things that are keeping me sane and keeping me really afloat uh, is having my family and friends uh, over or constantly being in contact with them. I also always continue to keep busy around the house by cleaning, watching shows that aren't so depressing and that are filled with drama. Like you guys know, I've been watching Real Housewives of New Jersey. Um, I also watch Rugrats to Sleep. So I stay away show I stay away from shows like uh Hands May Tell. I, I watched like one episode and I was like, I cannot I stayed away from the Ozark too because it just wasn't feeling my happiness, you know? I just saw on Netflix that they had a show called History 101 that I really want to start watching. <laughs> I also been forcing myself to work out. Um, I improved my mile by a minute and 30 seconds. I'm not even going to say how much my mile time is because that's going to be embarrassing. <laughs> but just know I improved it. <laughs> um, I also went on hikes i went to iron Mar- iron mountain this past week and it's because i only went there once right so this is the first time i ever went and it's one of my favorite it became my favorite hike in san diego it's challenging and it's a super good distance like it's a it's a three-hour hike and it's a really good hike so if you guys and it is open so if you guys um need to see nature i would recommend going there and if you guys live in san diego also i went to the park it was packed. I'm not going to lie. We were all pretty like, but we were all pretty far apart from each other. And for the most part, people were participating in social distancing as well as keeping their groups under 10 people. I've never been to this park before and it's so pretty. It's called KO Sessions Park here in San Diego in Pacific Beach. You guys know the area that I was recently talking about. And it's so pretty. It overlooks San Diego and I love it just i i feel like if you guys just need to go on a walk a hike i feel like that adds a lot of um it 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 makes you a lot happier let's just say that and another thing of course that has been like preoccupying my brain and my time is this podcast um it has really been a way for me to express myself i've also been kind of been forced to look at news in a different perspective and always kind of bring hope to the situation so that has really helped out another thing is uh, of course studying for my LSAT 
you guys know I'm taking it in less than three weeks. And reading. I'm actually reading a lot more. I'm on my fifth book of the quarantine. I know people are on their 11th book. I don't know how they do that. But <laughs> I'm on my fifth book and I'm reading The Power of Now. It's such a great book and I can't wait until I talk about it because you guys know I love giving book reviews. But it has really been an eye-opening book. I'm about halfway through, but I really love it. Let me just say another thing that has been tra- that has been keeping me entertained is TikTok. Dude, they got hella funny videos on there. But I tried to make a TikTok myself and you know like I was about to put, you know, get a Catholic like at a Catholic I was going to put Man, I'm messing up my own joke right now. <laughs> I I was going to put as my TikTok like the little caption I was going to be be like, you know, you are at a Catholic household when you have so many Virgin Marys and Jesus. So funny story is I try to record and no lie, I cannot fit the amount of Virgin Marys and Jesus's that we have in our household into the TikTok story. So that was a fail. I swear, my uncle even made a comment like, dang, every time I walk into the house, I feel like I have to, like, persinarme, like I have to, what is it, uh, pray, you know, like pray in front of all these uh, Jesuses and Virgin Marys. <laughs> um, and it was just funny because it's so true. And I didn't even realize how many, like, Virgen we had and, like, all that until he pointed that out. But I'm moving on. Another thing I saw on the internet is Donald Trump's Snapchat. <laughs> I don't know if anybody saw this, but it's from T.I.'s old song. And the lyrics go, I don't want Joe Biden. Don't need no Biden. As long as you got me, don't need Joe Biden. It's from his like really popular song back in the day. And honestly, this is clever. I couldn't help but laugh. And, like, honestly, admit it is cle- it's a clever idea. Listen, not much time is left until September, but Joe Biden and Donald Trump are now going to battle it. And it's going to be very interesting what is going to come of this election. Over the past week, Joe Biden has said some things I don't agree with. For example, in an interview with Charlemagne, he said, if you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, you ain't black. He got a little too comfortable there. I really don't like this comment. I can't stand behind what he said. And according to New York Times, he has then apologized, stating that he has he was very cavalier. Let me just say. um, I think this is how Trump essentially got ahead last election or got more recognition from the media because he kept dogging his opponent opponents like he kept dogging Hillary Clinton you know and that to me is what I don't want to see this election I don't want both opponents going after one another but more so talk about their stance about certain issues you know that's what I want to see from a politician you know and that's all I'm gonna say that for now just know like From here on till September, 
I will be talking about the election. I will be um, giving guys a heads up of what is going on. Last thing I want to talk about for the cheese mess section is um, another incident that happened with an African-American man um, by the name of George Floyd. For those of you who don't know, according to CNN, Floyd, 46, died Monday in the city he moved to for a better life. His last moments caught on video while being arrested. Floyd was held down by a Minneapolis police police officer's knees. This video shows Floyd pleading that he's in pain and can't breathe. Then his eyes shut and the police stop. He was pronounced dead shortly after. That officer and the three others involved in the incident have been fired. Though the four Minneapolis officers involved in Floyd's death were charged, his family members said that's not enough. They want to see the officers charged with murder. They were supposed to be there to serve and protect, and I didn't see a single one of them lift a finger to do anything to help while he was begging for his life. None of them Try to do anything to help him. Tara Brown said this, which is Floyd's cousin, um, and she told she told CNN. This is just sad. Just two episode episodes ago, I mentioned the death of Ahmed Avery, another black man that was killed because of the color of his skin. I wasn't going to talk about this subject, or I wasn't even going to talk about this this week, but. I thought to myself, this is essentially why I wanted to create a podcast so that I was able to bring more awareness to subjects like this, you know, just straight up injustice. That is why I created this podcast. I have this platform, you know, I might not get through a lot of people, but if I get through at least one or two that are able to hear the frustrations we have here in America, I feel like that makes me doing this podcast worthwhile. I feel like you know, you see it on social media, you hear it on podcasts, and I feel like it could be an even bigger reminder to the injustices of what is happening of people of color. In response to the death of George Floyd, there was actually a protest that took place in Minneapolis, and this peaceful protest turned into chaos. It was sad. Like I said, I saw pictures of it, um, and it looked like these pictures were taken in the 1960s. It, like we were, we're st- like, it's crazy. 60 years after the civil rights movement and we're still protesting the same exact thing. <sighs> the protest um, was the demand was to demand the arrest of the four officers. And in response, according to the Daily Mail, The protesters were met with rubber bullets and tear gas fired by masked cops as the city streets descended into chaos. Some of them had their faces doused in milk to limit the effects of gas while others ran for cover. Footage revealed some protesters were sitting on the ground while officers threw smoke bombs, tear gas, and grenades. And that is according to the Daily Mail. Like I said, it's just really disgusting to still see stuff like this. You know, people have been fighting 
fighting and risking their lives for there to be a solution, you know, to this problem. And I think people are getting really tired of it. I mean, we're all tired of it. And I don't know what is to come in the next years, you know. It really is devastating. And um, I'm going to keep talking about it. Uh, I, I, I don't know what else to do, but just keep talking about this on the podcast. Um, I would love to be involved in, like, protests and stuff like that, you know. But right now, like... I, I don't know. I, I think a lot of us feel our hands tied behind our backs, not knowing well, how to help this issue. You know, I think one way right now I could help is just bring awareness um, through my social media and through my podcast. And I hope one day, I don't know when it's going to be, but I hope one day we don't see cases like this i i pray i pray to all the victims families from emmett till to trayvon martin to now george floyd and this these are just ones that we see on the internet you know there, there could be thousands of other ones we don't see so i hope that officers have more training but i I don't even know how that would come about, but I hope they have more patience training. I, I don't know, but I hope officers comprehend that their actions are not okay and they are here to serve and protect us. That is what they signed up for. So do that and stop hurting so many people. You know, I'm not an anti-cop people person. Like, I don't believe like you should say F the police. That's not what we should feel because I feel like with anything there are good cops and there are bad cops but at the same time I think as a nation cops need to be trained more properly I don't exactly know what that looks like right like I don't exactly know but there has to be a different system that is in place because the one we have right now is not working a lot of women men children's life are being taken away from like being taken away like this and that's all I'm gonna say about it I am praying for the family of George Floyd I'm gonna move on now um every time I do topics like this it's always really hard to move on you know moving on from a heavy topic to trying to go back and being so bubbly you know like I really try to be as bubbly as I can on the show and it's a really hard you know like I don't just move on and like you know, it doesn't, it, it still hurts, you know, but I'm going to finish this podcast and in today's topic of discussion, which is the second segment I have, I kind of wanted to recap my undergrad college experience. You guys know I didn't have the normal college experience. I went to community college for six years. I never had that like real freshman experience, you know, like where I joined a sorority, I joined well, I did join a, like, fraternity. Like, it was a fraternity, but it was, like, a co-ed fraternity. But it was only because it was, like, a pre-law thing. And, like, so that doesn't really count. I just went to the meetings and, like, I made no friends. <laughs> but anyways, 
I would go like one of my best friends, she went to San Diego State and she had like this true like freshman experience. She lived in the dorms. So I would go with her and I remember it was so crazy. Let's just say I don't drink vodka because of an incident that happened during this time. And it's been almost seven years since this incident happened and ever since then i do not drink vodka i i I really can't and and i know vodka is good for you like it's essentially one of the best like alcohols around like you know and first of you trying to be skinny and still drink but i cannot drink it (laughs) but anyways that was that so i did experience a little bit of that but even then when you go to community college i feel like there's not really like a a community base there like I know it's community college but there's not really a community like I didn't make any friends there (laughs) um so you kind of like go in and out and yeah just this is kind of what community college is all about I think when you're at you know like when you go to like a four-year you're more inclined to make friends and um get to know people go study with your classmates I mean, I, I guess I can read college too, but it, I think it's different. But I didn't make no friends at UNLV either, so <laughs> I don't know where I went wrong. But honestly, I was a history major and a political science like minor, so I felt like I didn't, I, like, I don't know. It just, it just didn't happen for me to make friends at UNLV. So in this topic of discussion, I wanted... To go more in depth about my college experience, such as like things, such as things I learned and what I would have done different. So the things I learned, I would say it would be three main things. Um, the first one is learning is fun. <laughs> Knowledge is a really powerful tool to have. I think learning and becoming more educated in certain aspects um, is a really dope thing. I think that I think that essentially <laughs> I'm not going to blame it just solely on that. I think but that's essentially why I took so many classes at community college. I because I truly loved learning about everything. I guess I should specify, though, that <laughs> that I loved learning about social aspects of life like sociology psychology history communications because for those of you who don't know i got three associates (laughs) i got one in communications history and liberal arts i even took like a journalism journalism class and a broadcasting uh class and i thought it was the greatest thing ever and I remember I was like, oh, my God, I would love to be a broadcaster. And I think someone discouraged me into doing that. (laughs) So then I changed main majors and I took so many damn classes. And that's how I eventually got three associates. Let me just tell you guys uh, the the subjects that I tried, like that I stayed away from were statistics statistics is not math like it's not math it's a whole nother thing that we don't know what that is like 
now man it took me honestly it took me three times to pass statistics and you have to pass statistics um in order to like get into a university I don't even know how I passed because I kind of failed like every other test and I even failed the final <laughs> so shit, I don't even know how I passed but I did turn in all the homework and honestly the sad thing about my statistics story is I dedicated so much of my time to learning statistics like I went to the tutor center every other day like at least three times to four times a week and I barely passed the class God bless that teacher that professor that passed me because I don't know where I would be if she wouldn't have passed me another thing that I did the pure amount of classes is anything to do with science I was like, I don't want to do anything with biology. I don't want to do anything with what's the rock one. I had to take that rock one or I don't know. But point is, I was not mm -mm. I stayed away or did the bare minimum with those. So I learned essentially what subjects I like studying. So Learning was really fun for me. I really enjoyed my time in college because I kept learning and being more aware of what's going on in America and like worldwide. Because like before college, I felt like I was in this bubble, you know, like I didn't I wasn't really aware of why Haiti's main language was French. Honestly, I probably didn't even know Haiti was a country and definitely did not know the meaning of systematic racism did not know anything about colonialism and its effects, did not know the effects our slavery could essentially be seen today. Literally, college really does open your eyes, and I'm very grateful to have gained as much knowledge as I did during this experience because I feel like it has shaped me and made me more aware, get me out of my bubble, and honestly give me confidence and to speak up and essentially create this podcast too, you know, like another thing I learned is don't go out of state, live at home. So for those of you who don't know, I went to the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, and my family home is in San Diego. I know I say that in every episode, like I just talk about San Diego, but I love it here so much. <laughs> but anyways, <laughs> It was really expensive to go out of state. Um, for example, I did not only have to pay rent, but I also had to pay my first year $6,000 extra a semester on top of my to of my intuit my tuition, which was like $4,000. So basically my first year at UNLV was $10,000 um a semester, which is $20,000 a year. I also heard that, let's just say, you go your freshman year, you live on the dorms. That does not count. You have to wait until your third year to get in-state tuition. This is just one of the things I heard in my orientation. Every school could be different, but now, like, schools are making, some schools are making, like, for their freshman class to, like, 
to make them live i can't say obligatory obligatory so make them <laughs> stay in the freshman dorms i got close to nothing in financial aid i'm a little pissed about that and i think it's a little rude so you then i had to take out a loan to pay for the six thousand dollars extra semester because there was no way um i my mom would be able to like to pay it off and honestly you want to live at home because you don't want to work exaggerated hours like paying rent is kind of the last thing you want to sign up to do but since you can't really get a full-time job. You would have to take out a living loan to help you pay rent. And what I learned is the last thing you want to do is in get, in get in hella debt for your bachelor's. Or be hella in debt in general because I know 20000 or even honestly five grand may not seem like a lot to pay off, but it is. A thing that I fully think it's a good idea to be in debt over is a study abroad abroad program like if you guys are gonna get in college debt <laughs> exaggerated college debt i think it should be with that and i know a lot of you guys may not agree but i was so fortunate enough to be able to go to cuba and study abroad there because i learned so many things in cuba i loved my study abroad experience and um, I was pretty fortunate that even though I was going into my senior, quote unquote, senior year, that I was still able to experience a study abroad program because the higher up you go in uh, grades, the less likely that there is a chance that you will that a program will be fit for you. So meaning like when you study abroad, you have to give them like a list of classes and as you get more deep in school, as you get to your senior year, it becomes really difficult for programs to have the classes you need. So that was that. And um, I I mean, I, I loved Cuba. It, it Best experience ever in college. I really want to talk about like one of my future topics of discussions is that I want to talk about my experience out there. Because like I said, I loved Cuba. <laughs> I remember I came back and I would talk to any Cubano that wanted to talk to me, like not talk, talk to me, but just like even Cubanos, Cubanas. I was like, oh, where are you guys from? I just came from there. <laughs> I was so annoying. I thought I was part. I thought I came back Cuban, but <laughs> that's not a different thing. So, yeah, to sum up, uh, number two is to stay away as much as possible from any debt, whether that means staying in state and living at home because honestly if you really like i know a lot of people want to move out because they want to get away from their family home if just do it after you graduate i promise there's a time and a place for everything so just do it after <laughs> you know after you get your bachelor's move out with a couple buddies and you could you could work double time and make rent you know don't have to be stressed about it don't take a loan you know everything in its right time i think that's what i would have done if you know if i knew then what i knew now kind of thing my third thing is since i moved away i had a fat reality check it wasn't fat it was ginormous 
I learned how to live on my own. Like, you know, that was crazy. <laughs> I learned about bills and how expensive life really is. And I learned how to, like, how hard it was to keep up with, like, cleaning a home. There's so many details that you need to clean that I didn't realize, like the cabinets and the window dust that happens. I learned like, oh, you have to pay rent and that's essentially a fixed price. But what is not a fixed price was electricity, water, gas. And you also have to pay for Wi-Fi and cable if you want to do cable. Like when you move out, there are so many hidden expenses you did not realize. I had a very rude awakening. Like now you realize why your mom would yell at you for leaving the living room light on and why um, she made it so crucial to turn off everything. Since I did move away, I learned how to completely be on my own. I moved to Vegas without knowing anyone. Let me just tell you, I know I probably said it before on the podcast, but I'll say it one more time. Like I live in a triplex. Okay, my family and I, we live in a lot and my mom owns a house. My tia, like my mom's sister owns the other house and my mom's brother owns the other house. So we live in a triplex. I'm always surrounded by my family, like And I completely went away and stripped away from everything. That was one of the hardest experiences I've ever had to face. And let me guys tell you guys, let me just tell you guys, let me just tell you guys, I, I mean, you know, never say never, but I will never live by myself. (laughs) I, I know I will you know, never say never, but never move away from Southern California. Um, more concentrated on not moving away from San Diego. But like I said, never say never. I, but I didn't realize how much I love living close to my entire family and friends. And I love living in Southern California. And honestly, I'm just a Southern California girl. Like it is what it is. So these are just the things I learned. There's obviously the factor that I learned a little more uh, English, like (laughs) learn how to better write English and be a better reading comprehensionist. Comprehensionist? Is that even how you say it? Is that even a word? Oh, well, it's a word today. (laughs) So, yeah, that's kind of the things I learned. The next question is, if I could, would I do anything different? a part of me is saying, yes, there are some things that I would do different. But another part of me is I believe everything happens for a reason. I learned a lot of life lessons with my college experience. I was very sheltered before. So I would, I'm glad I was able to grow and learn how to fully be my, be by like be by myself So no regrets. Like I said, I overall enjoyed my time at UNLV. I don't know if I would change anything. Like I know I said what I know I said like about the whole don't move out of state and live at home. But I think for certain people, 
And I think especially for me at that time, I think that's what worked for me. And I had to get, I had to go face wall. Like I had to hit the wall with life, you know, like fully hit my head and be like, yo, life is hard. (laughs) You know, I think I had to have that experience because I was very sheltered before. Like my mom, God bless her, but she like, you know, I'm an only child. So she has always given me everything. And I didn't really have a great concept of money before. And I feel like I'm still learning, right? (laughs) But like, I feel like before I did not have a great concept at all. And this really shaped me and make me more appreciative money. And that's that. As far as taking my time at community college, absolutely not. Um, It took me a while to, to like, be okay with the fact that I was behind on everything, you know, you know, like people in my family always make fun of me. They're like, Oh, you got your PhD by now. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, like I just got my bachelor's, (laughs) but I mean, I I don't think I would have changed that. I learned so much at community college. I loved all the classes I was taking and I think like it eventually led me to being here. I'm applying to law school and trying to get into um, a law program. Um, the only thing I would love to done different is study abroad, like study abroad longer. I, I when I went to Cuba, I only went for three weeks. I would have loved to have been there longer, but you never know. Maybe in my next college experience, I might do a study abroad. Um, I might go study abroad. Who knows? You know, who knows where the road is going to take me. But I've always dreamed, dreamed, guys, to live in France for six months. And my main, my main like, uh, time of year would be uh, August to December. <laughs> you never know I'm I, I I could you know I could always be a professor and live out there like I don't know time will come where I will live in France for six months time will come mark my words but I, I think at the end of the day we gotta remember that everything happens for a reason follow your gut follow your instincts and roll with it and don't let people tamper with it I hope you guys enjoyed this week's episode. That is all I have for today. And if you guys uh, did enjoy it, please write a review and subscribe to my podcast channel. Um, Thank you guys for listening and I'll see you guys next week. Please make sure you guys, if you guys are struggling with any type of anxiety or depression to reach out to the people that um, you know, could help you and guide you to the right direction to get help. That's one thing I for, I, I didn't really reiterate um, earlier, so I just wanted to reiterate it and instate it here. All right, guys, that's all I have for today. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I always do like two closing segments, huh? <laughs> like I always got one more thing to say. <laughs> oh, man, I'm crazy. <laughs> Not really. That's all I have for today. I'll see you guys next week, and next week is going to be June. Just remember that. Okay, guys, goodbye. Thanks for listening.